Hey friend, it's that time of year again, when on the one hand, you can't believe how fast the time went, right? But on the other hand, you marvel at how long ago January 1st feels. So, whether the year felt fast or slow, as a woman desiring to live a with God life and build a with God business by design, now is a good time to push pause and evaluate your outcomes by doing a year in review. What growth did you truly experience in the past year? And more importantly, how do you measure such a thing? Great question. You can turn to your KPIs to get a picture of your business on paper. Those are your key performance indicators. More on that in a minute. You can flip through your planner to catch a glimpse of where your time went. You can check your bank account to find a record of what came in and what went out. But is that all there is to measuring your growth and success? Just the numbers? Or you can answer those best and worst of 2023 questions, all of which will only get you so far. Which is why today I want to share with you, as a Christian solopreneur, the number one tool to measure your business growth in the past year and predict it for the next. Yes, we're going to get to work on doing a year in review, but it may not be what you'd expect, and it will reveal far more about your results than just looking at the numbers. Do you give me permission to get into your business today? Good. Let's take a look together. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships, to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Speaking of completing a year in review for your business, do you have a good system for keeping track throughout the year of both your your tangible and intangible results? That way you can fix what's broken, stop what's leaking and build what's working. And a year from now, not wonder where all your time went and what you have to show for it. It's like preparing for taxes, one of my least favorite annual activities, when you have to dig back through all your files and accounts to pull out all the numbers you need to give to your tax preparer. Depending on how organized you are, chances are 
it's a task you'd rather push off, even in lieu of putting away the laundry or cleaning out under the sink. Not that I would know from personal experience or anything. But I just got to tell you, when I started using the right tool and built a routine around tracking both my personal and business income and expenses, it made pulling it all together at the end of the year not quite so bad. Systems make those things you'd rather not do take a whole lot less time and stress. Or, as a podcaster I follow, Chelsea Joe says, systems do the heavy lifting. And that's part of what we're doing inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO. Because not only are we building systems and routines to manage all the household and business tasks on our list, we're also getting the support we need to not put things off that matter to our growth. But what makes this 12-month coaching experience different from all the other programs you've tried out there? I'm so glad you asked. First, it's an entire year instead of a DIY quick fix, because that's what it takes to eliminate all those distractions in our lives and businesses and actually let go of busyness so we can build new sustainable routines for fruitful growth and success. But more importantly, it's not just about watching a guru teach their great ideas of what worked to grow their business sometime in the past that may or may not work in this time and place in your life and business. But it's about digging into the unfading principles that God teaches in his word with an expert time management coach who's a little further down the road and being led by his spirit. I know they say there are no guarantees in life, but I can promise you that if you let God do the work he wants to do, and then you do the work he leads you to do, you will experience changes. You will see results and you will create things that are exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. To him be the glory. Amen, right? But how do I know that? Because that's the journey he's taken me on. And when I finally had the system and support beyond just me, myself, and I to build my life and business with God, well, it changed everything. Imagine where your life and business could be one year from now as you're sitting down to do your year in review for December in 2024 with systems for growth in every area and that kind of level of support to implement and finally follow through. Well, talk about a fruitful year, my friend. So before we take the time to look back at this year, and you're tempted to beat yourself up for what you coulda, shoulda, woulda done, or you're tempted to just ride in the laurels of your growth this year, let me challenge you to take a step of faith and put yourself in an environment that can only produce more growth and more fruit, the kind that matters and the kind that lasts in both your life and business. I want to encourage you to apply to the Redeemed Midlife CEO, and let's see what God has in store as we walk through this next year together with the systems and support that you need. Right now, go to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching to learn more and submit your application. And if you get it in before the ball drops in December 31st, you'll get $500 off the pay in full option or your first month is on me with a payment plan. Talk about investing wisely for the new year and not wasting any more time. I can't wait to read your application soon. So I will drop the link in the show notes. So about that year in review. It's that time of year again, when the one, on the one hand, we can't believe how fast the time went, but on the other hand, we marvel at how far back January 1st feels. So whether the year felt fast or slow, as a woman and desiring to live a with God life and build a with God business by design, now is a good time to push pause and evaluate those outcomes. What growth did you truly experience in the past year? And more importantly, how do you measure such a thing? Great question. You can turn to your KPIs to get a picture of your business on paper. Those are your key performance indicators, like your podcast downloads, your email subscribers, your Pinterest followers, community members, 
new and continuing clients, conversations, invitations, conversions, all things I track and teach my clients to track inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO. Or you can flip through your planner to catch a glimpse of where your time went with all your appointments and focus blocks and volunteering and vacations, all which we have a written record of using the seven-day planning method I teach inside the program to be intentional with our time. Or you can log into your bank account or credit card account to find a record of what came in and what went out, which we also track for growth and tax purposes as small business owners. But is that all there is to measuring and predicting your growth and success? Just numbers? No, especially if you're a Christian solopreneur. But I get it, because that's what all the gurus say to do, both this time of year and throughout the year. Just look at the numbers. But here's what happens. When we do, it can be tempting to define ourselves by the numbers in front of us, even though they are simply neutral data. And then we measure our success by how far ahead or how far behind we are from where we had planned or think we should be by this time. When we do this, we measure our growth by how far we have come or how far we have to go. Or maybe this is you. Maybe it's tempting to take those numbers for your personal business and then compare them to the numbers of other business owners in your industry or community and wonder how that other girl, the one who started her business way after you, seemed to fly right past you. When we do this, we measure our growth by how far or close we are to others. In either case, whether comparing yourself to yourself or to others, a year in review can, in the words of Jen Jones in her new book, Divinely Different, lead you to doubt, diminish, or deny the goodness of God in us. And that, my friend, is not a good thing. The truth is, comparison will only take your eyes off him, your mind off believing what he says is true, and your hands off building his kingdom. And put them instead on yourself, on what you think is true, and on building your kingdom which we've already established pales in comparison and won't last anyway, so don't waste your time. Did you know that God knew we'd be tempted to compare ourselves to others, or even to ourselves and to our own standards? That's why through Paul, writing to the Corinthians, he gives us this reminder in 2 Corinthians 10:12. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Okay, Lissa, what's the context? Pretty sure Paul was not talking about comparing my business growth, and you're right. But I think the principle remains the same. You see, in this context, there were false teachers out there, aka supposed gurus, preaching a different gospel. It was their Jesus plus other strategies to be saved. And they were leading the people to think that they should follow their teaching. But Paul warns them to not follow those who do not follow God aka those who are without, or the ones who profess to live with God, but whose actions say otherwise. Why? Because they are not wise. It's not wise to follow the unwise when we have God's wisdom right in front of us. They measure themselves, their worth and success by themselves and their own standards. So whether it's in how you grow your faith or live your life or build your business, don't compare yourself to the standard of others or to yourself either. Instead, we are to look to the source of all wisdom, to God the Father. Look what God showed me in Hosea 10:12. And no, I'm not making this up. Both scriptures he brought to me for this episode have the same 10:12 reference. Okay, here it is. Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. 
Herein is the principle of sowing and reaping, and how that leads to our growth and fruitfulness in faith, in life, and in business. But we need to start in the middle of the verse to find the order of steps to take to get the results we see in the beginning of the verse. It all starts with breaking up our hard hearts and sowing seeds of righteousness by seeking Him. Then, He will bring the rain showers, aka the water, to make it grow. And what kind of harvest does it say will produce that we can reap? The fruit of unfailing love. His unfailing love. I don't know about you, but I'd much rather measure my growth by the fruit I'm producing that reflects His unchanging character, rather than the numbers I'm producing that reflect my ever-shifting inadequacies. Not that the numbers are bad, because, as we talked about in an earlier episode, success in our With God business will produce increased income, which is just a measure of our increased impact. And I teach you how to do that inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO. But the results that last are not the ones we can take to the bank, at least not in this life. So instead of putting your eyes on yourself and your numbers as you look back on the year, whether you think they are lacking or abounding, put your eyes on Him and what He has done and what He can and will do in the new year. Because when you put your eyes on Him and believe what He says is true, that leads to actions that not only build His kingdom for His glory, but also build your life and business along the way too. It's simply the principle of sowing and reaping in His kingdom, because we reap what we sow. Which leads me to how this year in review is different from what you might be hearing from other life or business coaches teaching it this time of year. In fact, it's far different from what I taught in this very topic exactly one year ago on episode 90, entitled, Year in Review, Eight Key Questions to Audit How You Spend Your Time This Year. I shared questions like this. What are the three best things that happened in the last year? What are the three hardest things that happened? What are three meaningful goals you hit in the last year? And what are three goals you missed? Who or what were the three biggest influences on you in the last year? What did you spend too much time doing? And what did you spend not enough time doing over the past year? What is one thing you would do differently? And what is one word to describe the past year? Not that those questions are bad, because I do recommend you take time to re-listen to that episode and answer them, in addition to pulling out your KPI spreadsheets to look at your numbers at the end of the year. But even still, those don't fully get to the heart of your results or the lack thereof. So what's the number one tool to measure and predict your business growth? Answer, your current beliefs. Wait, what, Lissa? Those questions in the numbers sound a lot more important to look at. And how do I look at my beliefs when I can't even see them? Well, I'm so glad you asked. You're going to want to get them on paper so you can do something with them. But I know what you're thinking. Lissa, how do I do that? Don't worry. I got you, girl. In fact, I'm about to give you the tool that has shifted everything about my results in all eight areas of my life and in exponentially increasing my impact and income in this past year. You ready for it? It's called the Steer Belief Map. If you're part of the CEO's Don't Wait Till January 1st workshop series, you got to practice it with us every day. And if you haven't listened to those replays on episodes 193 to 197, you can do that afterwards. But either way, let's take the time to do one right now because this is the most important thing that you can do to review the year before heading into a new one. So let me show you how. You ready? Okay, right now, you need to grab a piece of paper and write the letters STEER, S-T-E-E-R, vertically. That means up and down. (laughs) Okay, I'll wait for you to get that. Got it? Okay, S is for the situation you're facing, which is always neutral. 
T is for the thought you're believing about that situation. And chances are, it's probably on repeat. The first E is for the emotion you're feeling when you're thinking and believing that thought about that situation. The second E is for execution, the things you're doing or not doing when you're feeling, thinking, and believing about that situation. And R is for results, what you're experiencing because of your actions, feelings, and beliefs about that situation. Does that make sense? So let's take the situation of your year-end business growth. Okay, so I want you to write that next to S, my year-end business growth. Remember, this is just neutral right now. Okay, next, what is the thought you're thinking and believing about your growth this year? Is it, I didn't grow enough this year? Or, so much for those goals I set back in January? Or, I never follow through on what I say I'm going to do? Or, whatever's been coming to your mind is you look at the gap or the lack. I want you to write that next to the T, and I will give you a minute to do that. Okay, you got that thought written down? Next, what emotion are you feeling when you're believing that thought? Disappointment, discouragement, defeat? Write one to three emotions next to the first E. Next, what's your execution? What are you doing or not doing? when you're feeling and thinking and believing that about your year-end growth. Go ahead. You might want to list out several different things here, so that way you can get more specific. And finally, R. What are the results you are currently experiencing when it comes to your business growth? Again, list out a few things. And chances are you're experiencing the lack and you can draw an arrow from the R up to the T because your results always reflect the thoughts you're believing. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, my friend. So how's that for a year in review that doesn't make you feel like jumping into a new one just to repeat the same cycle again? Ha! Don't worry, I won't leave you there and neither will he. In fact, he tells us in 2 Corinthians 10:5 to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So We're not done yet. Underneath, I want you to write the words, his truth, but this time horizontally, which means going across. Okay, now, what does God say about himself, about you, or about you and him together in regards to this situation? Here's where you want to grab a specific scripture or a biblical truth. As I was thinking about it, here's one that comes to my mind for this situation. 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That tells me that my best results are the unseen ones, the ones that will last into eternity and might not be able to be measured inside of a spreadsheet. Or another one, 1 Corinthians 3, 6-7. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. That tells me that when I do my part of planting and watering the seeds, especially in my business, that God will bring the growth in his time. So you choose one, whether it's one of those or something else, and write that verse or truth 
right there next to where it says his truth underneath your steer. Okay, so now we're going to steer our belief again, but this time we're going to base it on his truth to believe what he says is true about this past year and what's true about the year we're going into. So under his truth, I want you to write the letters S-T-E-E-R vertically again. Okay, so you've got steer going vertically again. Okay, ready? S is still the situation, which is still the same. My year-end business growth. T is the thought that you're thinking if you're believing that truth you just wrote. Maybe it's something like, God is at work even when I can't see it. Or, when I do my part of planting and watering, God brings the growth. What is it for you? What is your new thought that you are believing based on that truth that you are believing? E is your emotion. But what is the emotion you're feeling now as you are thinking that thought and believing what he says is true? Are you encouraged, equipped, expectant? Go ahead and write one to three emotions that you would be feeling. Okay, the second E, what is the execution I'm doing or not doing? I would think we'd be praying, listening, and then following through. But you decide what they are. What are the things you're going to do or not going to do when you are feeling, believing, and thinking that what he says is true about your situation. And then R, what are the results that you will experience one year from now if this is what you're doing, feeling, believing, and thinking about your growth? What about I will see the growth in things that matter and are eternal, and it's all for his glory, right? You get to write down what results that you would be experiencing in this situation. Now, sure, you can answer those open-ended questions I gave you earlier about the best and worst of 2023, or you can look at the metrics to review the year's growth and set new goals based on this year's and how you fared. But I tried that for a lot of years, and I found I continued to come up lacking. And if you know me and how committed I am to what I say I'll do, you know it wasn't for lack of trying. But what I finally discovered was that no matter how great the goal When I pursued them with the wrong beliefs, I didn't create much success or leave much room for God to work. But when I took the time to take those thoughts captive, especially the ones that were not based on his truth, and turn them around based on what he says is true, I saw what my coach, Judy Weber, whom you'll hear from next week, calls miraculous results. And I believe the same is true for you too, when you start with what you're believing before you try all the strategies and systems. And that's exactly where we start inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO, so we can finally go from busyness to fruitfulness. And guess what? You don't have to wait till December to do this exercise. In fact, I highly recommend you make doing a steer belief map as part of your daily time with the Lord. And even better, when you come inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO, you can get my feedback on your steer belief maps, get this, as often as once a day. Yes, you heard that right because that's how much I believe in this for your personal and business growth. Talk about support you won't get from the world's gurus. So yes, ask the year in review questions. And yes, look at your KPIs, aka those numbers. But also take the time to review what you're believing and let his truth steer your results. I can't wait to hear what difference it makes for you. In fact, 
as a special year-end gift, I'm dropping the link to the digital version of the Steer Belief Map inside the Redeemer Time community. And when you fill it out and click Submit, I will respond back with free coaching feedback. So be sure to come join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community to try it out. Or better yet, come apply to the Redeem Midlife CEO coaching experience, where you get daily individual access plus the weekly group coaching to truly see exponential growth in both your life and business in this next year. What do you say? Come see for yourself and apply at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching and get that in before December 31st so you can get your $500 off or your first month on me. And before we leave another year, let's leave any regret for what we should have done or our selfish pride what we did do at his feet and ask for his leading to grow in this next year and build his kingdom with both our life and business. Dear God, we thank you for a, a mark and a milestone that we can stop the time and pause to reflect back. God, it's easy for us to look back and, and see all the shoulda, woulda, couldas, to see the lack, to see the gap. And yet you fill those gaps. You are enough. You are abundant and more than enough. And Lord, in you, we can do all things. Lord, we just, I give you this year in review as we look back and as we truly assess our beliefs. I pray that you give us wisdom and insight to see where we've been believing things that are not based on your truth. And then I pray that you would teach us from your word what it is that you say is true so we can steer our beliefs and results in the right direction. And Lord, I thank you that you don't leave us alone. I thank you that we have your spirit to direct us and guide us. I thank you that we have others that are like-minded, that are also seeking to live a with God life and grow with God business. May we lean into those communities. May we lean into those resources. And may we see exponential growth for your kingdom in this next year. Thank you for your promise to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which... Grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.